Okay, so let's let's practice for a while. And this will be somewhat guided. I'll take us through some tracking uh, in the traditional way of the skandhas, of these different elements of experience. I'll point to them and invite you to, to notice them. <clears throat> and again, the, the aim here, you can, this is our, uh, what I was calling uh, the first stage of practice, where the aim is to notice the different elements of experience increasingly without uh, a strong or thick sense of self, just as the flow of experience as we meditate. Okay, so we'll take just about maybe five or six minutes just to settle. So just in whatever way helps you to settle further, being with the breath, or maybe there's some other object that you focus on. <clears throat> and again, uh, probably as is typical, you know, if anyone, sometimes after lunch, people get a little sleepy. If you want to stand up, that's perfectly fine. Stand up for two minutes, sit back down, stay standing up if that helps you be more alert. <clears throat> so here, just the settling, being with the breath when the mind wanders, <clears throat> keep on returning.
And now as we continue to sit quietly, I'll give some guidance to look in a few different directions for different aspects of experience. And this is really what actually the essence of mindfulness practice isn't so much just to be open generally in a mindful way, but in the teachings it's particularly to be mindful of certain aspects of experience. There's guidance on where to look in order to have what I was calling earlier seeing that freeze or in, or coming to insight. We look in a certain way. We look in a certain direction. <clears throat> so the first area, the first of these aspects of experience called the skandhas or khandhas or <clears throat> often translated aggregate, The first of these is called form, and we can look at this particularly through just noticing sensation. You may tune in right now to where there is sensation in the body. And just noticing what's there at the level of that kind of sensation. And as you're aware of sensation, notice any tendencies to conceptualize. Notice the difference between simply being aware of the raw sensations and then turning it into this is pleasant or this is unpleasant or painful or it's this or that. Notice if you do conceptualize it all with the sensation. See if you can just be with that flow of sensation. Notice when any conceptualization occurs. Notice if the sense of a thick self appears in any of the ways that we've explored it.
And now in a similar way, be with the sense of hearing. Notice whatever sounds are there. And again, notice the difference between the raw sounds and any conceptualization or interpretation you make. And again, all in this, notice if there's any sense of a thick self maybe appearing through just thinking of the future, her past, etc. And I'll create a few sounds now. Just let these be also part of what you experience. So part of our meditation is staying with this element of that we can call form, particularly related to the senses. Staying with those aspects of form, noticing if a sense of self arises, again, in any of the ways that we identified earlier. Self-centered thinking, reactivity, self-image, self-consciousness, <clears throat> and so forth. And then the second aspect that we're invited to notice is called feeling tone or Vedana. And this is the sense of something in experience being pleasant or unpleasant, or we would say neutral. In the text it's called neither pleasant nor unpleasant. The sense is that there is a continuum 
that goes from agony to ecstasy, and that every moment of experience has some quality of falling somewhere on that continuum. And so we can do uh, practice with this in a few ways. We can <clears throat> just notice when that sense of pleasant or unpleasant is arising. <clears throat> Otherwise, things may be neutral. And you just tune in to that. So right now, if I'm noticing, <clears throat> seeing what comes to my attention, I'm drawn to a slightly unpleasant feeling in one of my legs. And I'll just attend to that. Then I notice what comes to mind is a slightly pleasant feeling in the, my upper body. Slightly pleasant feeling of my hands touching and so forth. And that's one way to practice is just to notice what comes to mind, to see it as pleasant or unpleasant or neutral. Now, the, <clears throat> the teaching here, and the reason this is a focus, is that when we're not really tracking carefully the presence of pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral, those moments of pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral will quickly lead to maybe a sense of, I like this, or I don't like this. There can be a sense of self, or a reaction very quickly coming into being. <clears throat> so when we look at the sense of pleasant or unpleasant or neutral, we also want to be alert to the way that at times the sense of pleasant will lead to, I like this, I want this, some kind of grasping. A sense of unpleasant, maybe an unpleasant sensation, will lead, as it were, to the birth of I. I like this. Or I don't like this, I should say. <laughs> I don't like this. Let's get rid of this. How long is this meditation going to last? <laughs> and so forth. <clears throat> and so, simply tuning in to pleasant or unpleasant or neutral, we both stay at a more foundational level of experience, but we also can, in tuning into that, notice where a sense of self arises. And so I'll invite us to do that. Again, we can look for simply how uh, pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral appears in the moment. And we'll just do this for a few minutes. We, another way to do it is to look for when a pleasant or unpleasant becomes stronger and just tune in there. <clears throat> so again, be alert both to tuning in to pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral moment to moment, and see what it feels like, and then notice if there's any arising of a sense of self, particularly related to I like this or I don't like this.
A third aspect of experience that's pointed to is translated as perception, which typically involves identifying some object when it's said to be connected with the faculty of memory, and there's some conceptualization of the object. And so what I'll invite you to do is to open your eyes and focus on some object in front of you. I'm looking, for example, at a meditation cushion. And as you're being with the perception of an object, let your experience move between the perception of that object, which involves a concept, and what we can think of as the raw sense data, here visual, prior to there being an object. Again, this would go back to the elements of form. As I look to the quote-unquote cushion, and I let myself just be with the raw data, it's more like shape and color without me thinking this is a meditation cushion. So let yourself move back and forth between those two perspectives. One way to work with the level of raw sense data is to let the eyes be soft and receptive. That can help. And if you'd like to go to another object that you perceive and work with it in a similar way. Now I invite you to close your eyes once again. 
unless you meditate <clears throat> with the eyes open, in which case it's fine to leave them open. The fourth area that's pointed to in the tradition is called Sankara, which again we generally would translate as thoughts and emotions. Sometimes in the translations it's translated as mental formations. But usually in practice this means thoughts and emotions. So now, can you just invite thoughts and emotions to be there? We don't have to go looking for them too much. Just invite them to come through. Set your radar up, as it were, to track thoughts and emotions and see if you can just let them occur without thinking this is my thought, <clears throat> without taking ownership. And notice if a particular thought and emotion or emotion triggers some reaction or some way in which you have further thoughts or some way in which a thick sense of self develops. Ultimately, this is also pointing to the way that we can have, in, in the words of Mark Epstein, one of his books was called Thoughts Without a Thinker. Can I just have thoughts occurring without trying to control over anything, emotions occurring as they may? So just tune into this dimension for just a few minutes now. <clears throat>
again, the practice is for all of these aspects of experience, it's to tune in to what we might call this more foundational level of experience and noticing the processes that, as it were, make it more complicated, that bring in a thick sense of self and see if we can come back to that more foundational level where the self is more thinned out, we might say. And we can do this with each of these different dimensions of experience. As the mind gets more quiet, and you may have noticed something like this, sometimes we can notice thoughts or emotions in very early stages of development or elaboration. When the mind's quiet, sometimes we experience thoughts as like burps. And there's just this burp. And I said, oh, that was going to develop into financial situation reflection. (laughs) Right? or relationship, and, but it, we experience it when the mind's quiet sometimes before it gets elaborated. And that can be very interesting. And we see, we come to see when we can be quiet like that, more like all of these are happening somewhat automatically. In our more ordinary states of mind, we take them and we elaborate them at length. And we build up a kind of a world structured by self. The last of the five that was pointed to in the traditional teachings is consciousness. And consciousness is not, strictly speaking, typically an object of mindfulness or awareness, but it's part of the part of the uh, phenomenon of experience that there is consciousness. And I'll invite you just to tune in <coughs> to that dimension of consciousness right now. that there's a knowing quality, uh, a kind of lucid quality.
And indeed, when we are being mindful, for example, of thoughts and emotions as they pass, we do so on the basis of being able to be conscious. Consciousness is the quality of knowing and mindfulness is another level above. Mindfulness is the kind of knowing that we are actually knowing. So we can be perceiving something and have consciousness there, but we're not necessarily mindful of, of the happening. <clears throat> so we usually use mindfulness and consciousness as different from each other. Consciousness more foundational <clears throat> and mindfulness more of a capacity that is essentially innate, but then that we train in as well, in which we are aware that something is happening. We are aware, we might say, of being aware of a given, of a thought or an emotion. And now I want to invite for our last part of this practice to bring all of those elements together and see if you can be with the flow of experience, just noticing when any of those elements, as it were, are predominant and come by your awareness. Form, especially manifesting in sensation, could be also in hearing. The sense of pleasant or unpleasant or neutral. Secondly, if there's any perception of an object, maybe you name something with a concept, notice that. A lot of the time we might be at that more foundational level of raw sense data. And then notice as well thoughts and emotions as they come through. So in this way, just being aware of the flow of phenomena, of all the different constituents of experience as they occur, and then as we did previously, also track when a sense of self arises in any of the manifestations of what we were calling a thick self. It could be a sense of liking, disliking, being reactive, being in self-preoccupied thought, and so forth. So be with the flow on the one hand, and then track the sense of the thick self on the other. We'll just do this for a few minutes.
So in what I was calling the first stage of this kind of practice, we can find it helpful to actually name and give a label, as in our usual mindfulness practice, <clears throat> to whatever's happening. We notice, oh, there was a thought. Oh, there's some sadness. Oh, there's sensation, and so forth. And that is a very good first stage of practicing in this way. All of this, we could say, when we bring everything together, is a kind of choiceless awareness. We're letting whatever comes to be predominant be tracked. And the way we did it earlier, we worked individually in a focused way with each of the uh, first four <coughs> constituents of experience. Now we're bringing them together and we're letting whatever is predominant be there. The first stage is to give a label to them to keep tracking as if something is coming, maybe again with that metaphor of down the river in front of us. <clears throat> and the second stage, if the mind is quiet enough, is to let that flow of choiceless awareness occur without necessarily naming things. You're still tracking, but things are happening quickly enough so that you can be with that flow of experience without needing to conceptualize to help you stay with it. We're still tracking, but we're just with that more quickly moving flow in the second stage. So if, if that is available to you, let yourself open to that. <clears throat> Ha, ha, ha. 